All right, welcome back to Better's Last Stand, episode four. Hard to believe this is our fourth one of these. Uh, hopefully things turn out a little better than last week when we were uh, cut short due to rain. But uh, it was uh, it was fun while it lasted. We didn't get to talk a whole lot about the uh, NFC South, but it's uh, you know there wasn't much to say. We all, kind of we, we all thought Tampa was the team to beat. I think there. So we'll touch a little bit on that. But uh, welcome back into Better's Last Stand. Uh, if you it's your first time listening, uh, we're a sports betting show under the Pine Room Podcast umbrella. Uh, it's really exciting. We got a lot of good things going on with the Pine Room right now. So be sure and uh, check us out on all the social media. Contact at the Pine Room Podcast email um, at the Pine Room Podcast on all the socials. So guys, uh, any thoughts from the weekend? Anything stand out? It was kind of a low key weekend as far as betting interest goes. But uh, trade deadline and MLB, I guess, gave us something to to look at. Yeah. One one thing before we go into that, Matt, uh, for for the. Uh uh, listeners and watchers out there, uh, I, I think at some point we're going to post our weekly picks yes. for each of the Which conferences. I started to log them in here, if you guys see, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we will post those so you can go back. And if you do want to follow what we're saying, maybe uh, pick up on a couple winners. I know uh, uh, last week uh, we we sent out our our best picks, and every week we've been giving our best uh, conference uh, future pick. The conf- particular conference we're talking about that that day and then our our nfl picks so if you want to follow along with those as the years go on uh, we'll have those up uh at some point maybe we'll even roll them across the uh the uh scrolling uh message board here yeah that's a that's an idea i didn't think of that but yeah they, i got everything logged i went back and made sure i got everybody's uh, key releases uh logged correctly so we'll uh we'll post those probably uh, we, even as easy as just putting it on Twitter we can do or something like that. But we'll talk to our man Jub about that later. Jub, thanks again for taking the show uh, and, and doing everything you do. Uh, you're, you're, we couldn't do it without you. So, uh, Luke, any thoughts from the weekend, betting-wise, no, anything interesting? No, just the trade deadlines going on right now. There's some couple interesting moves, nothing crazy. I mean, Soda got moved, right. but that was expected. Sure. Uh, nothing really on the Pirates end that surprised me. Nothing my team uh, – Dodgers made a couple moves. Yankees made a couple moves. Big teams, but no, nothing really to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe the Mets uh, improved a little bit. Padres, you figure, would have improved, but then they, they've they've been on a losing streak since then. So uh, Yankees are zero and five since losing Joey Gallo. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was interesting too. They got rid of Montgomery too, and he pitched really well uh, against them. I think the other night. So yeah, uh, I think the Knicks Yankees are in some trouble. So. Uh, and it's not a good time to be uh, hitting the skids like they are right now. Coach, your Pirates didn't do a total fire sale. I mean, they sold some guys, but not not too bad. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do much. I, I was surprised that they didn't get rid of a couple more guys, but uh, they got beat two out of three by the Orioles. I needed them to lose that third game to the Orioles. That that number's still <laughs> on about sixty. It's hanging right around sixty five, and that that yeah. number sixty five and a half. Where, where do you uh, Diamondbacks next? Is that who they yeah? Are? They go to Diamondbacks, and then I'm not. Uh, they're on the road for a while. I think they got somebody else west. after that. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So I need them to, I need them to go in the tank. You just don't know about them. I mean, what, yeah. what, Sundays haven't been good to me. But. No, you you're excited. I think Mateo hit a home run. It was one nothing Orioles, and never, there was eight unanswered. Yeah, never never scored again. So. They're they're just so crazy because they they just swept the Brewers for first place in the division. They they played like. They were like a like a a contender to win the World Series. It's unbelievable. It's hey. just I feel like they play when they, they play good when they feel like it, and then when they it don't feel weird. like playing, they suck. Hey, Luke, I want to ask your opinion on this. When they traded Josh Hader, it seems like the the word is that the Brewers guys are like pissed off and like they they're, they're kind of like 
the, the season's over kind of thing. And it showed when they played the Pirates, they couldn't beat them. And then they've struggled. I think they've only won once since they traded him. So what do you guys think about that? When he, Do you think it sends the wrong message to the club when you get rid of a guy like that? I mean, it just demoralizes you. But I didn't think the Brewers did anything else to improve their team. They could have got some hitters. They can't hit. That's I'd, their biggest problem. McCutche- right there. McCutcheon's their forehead. <laughs> yeah. 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 This isn't McCutcheon back in 2015 either. Yeah. God. And picking up picking up all these guys like the Yankees do, and that doesn't always work out. It's it, it, you know, on paper, it looks it looks like it's gonna be a, a no brainer and they're, they're, they'll they'll never lose again. But yep. in reality that, that doesn't always work. It's like it's like anything else with all star teams and with the hand picking teams at the end of the year. It doesn't work just because of chemistry. Right. Uh, guys aren't used to each other, you know, got different setting, different stadium. It just it doesn't always work, and you can see with the Padres that it's the right now. Now, yeah. in the in the future, the, you know, who knows? They may be the best team in baseball, but right now, you see, it didn't have an immediate impact. No. I, I got a question for you because yes. I, I, I I don't know a whole lot about you know trade and sports and stuff. But what what do you think has more value, a team getting one big name or three prospects? Well, down the road, you you would think that the team that's trading each team would tell you different on that so the team that's trading or getting the big player is going to say he's going to put us over the top the other side of it which would be the Padres giving the Nationals like the, the top prospects in their organization like and many people including your brother Jarrett thinks that it's one of the best returns in the history of baseball and a lot of people say that so uh, I don't know it's, I guess it's your perspective but the Padres lacked a little bit of firepower in the middle of their lineup. They're going to get Tatis back too, but their pitching has been their their problem the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, yes, and uh, and I'm not sure the Yankees are. I don't know. As you said, uh, they're, they're 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 showing some chinks in their armor. Yeah. I, I, I Garrett don't know. Cole as an ace just worries me. If yeah. I'm a Yankee fan, and and they, they go into these droughts where they can't score. Amazing with that lineup. With that lineup, they got shut out the other day. They they uh, they uh, a couple of games ago they scored one, one. run. Yep. It's I don't know what happens to them. It's 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 a weird thing that you can't figure with the Yankees. Yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting, like you said, Coach. Uh, that. Getting rid of guys sometimes that are key clubhouse guys that can work against you, and you bring in these all stars, and you, and you don't know where you're going to put them, and you only get you know you only have nine spots to hit, like you you know you got 15 dudes that can hit, like it, you know finding that good balance and and who's who plays well defensively, and I don't know, I agree, I think these teams just give up far too much to get guys that, that may not put them over the top, and this team like the Yankees do it every year. They do, and I and I, I see you see it's not working for the Padres. It's the, the Yankees are yeah. a little bit. A little bit uh, struggling right now. I don't know. I just I I, I don't think it. If you would. guys had to, uh, to to pick World Series teams right now, you going with the Dodgers again? I mean, yeah, yeah. I I would have to pick the Dodgers. Maybe I Dodgers, mean, Mets, NLCS. Maybe the Braves are, are decent enough to hang in there. But yeah, Dodgers. And actually, shout out to our guy Michael Michael yeah. Grove who has a two point seven ERA over the last month in Triple A. So. Yeah. Good Excellent. job, Michael. Well, yes, it's great to see. Uh, uh, so Oklahoma City is that where? Yes, o- Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. So Michael, give you a shout out. He was a guest. Uh, several months ago was awesome, and uh, we still wish him the best of luck. And yep, we'll be keeping an eye on him. Hopefully, watching you on TV here uh, again uh, before the season's over. Yeah. Um, any any other things? Uh, NASCAR was uh, in, in a little chaotic. Uh, Kevin Harvick got into the playoffs, winning. Uh, so that was that was big for him. He hadn't won in like sixty some races with a guy like him. It, 
it's a great racer. Just, uh, you know, a lot of these young guys are kind of taking over the sport. And uh, golf's been pretty uneventful other than the live stuff. Yeah, uh, the fields are just not, not, I mean, they're not even worth watching, to be no, honest. They're tough. I, they're I, tough. I, and I, when we, you love golf. I, I love, love golf. And it's it's been tough. It's been very, very tough. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the live golf thing shakes out with the, uh, the lawsuits, lawsuits going on. And uh, crazy stuff. You got uh, Deshaun Watson thing going going on and on like fine at one point you know in deshaun watson for whatever you think of him good bad whatever like get get this thing resolved for his say he deserves that at least like get it taken care of like get the final say in well there. and his teammates the browns his yeah. teammates yeah they got it and the, sure. and the fans need it i mean it right. needs to get over and yes. make it for all parties yeah de- definitive uh decision and get get over with and get on and then Brittany griner what i just want that to go away yes. you know Either yeah. e- either just keep her there. Hopefully that's what happens. Yeah. The, N- the NFL is a mess, though. I mean, they, they suspend uh, Deshaun Watson. Well, they didn't really do it, but like six games for, you know, he had like 25 women who d- he didn't do good stuff with. And then Calvin Ridley bets right. on his own team and gets a whole year suspension. I, just, I don't yeah, think that's really fair. It seems way out of whack. Uh, it, it, the NFL has had a problem with that for a while. Back to the Ray Rice thing. They just, yeah. Then he knocked his wife out, and he, they gave him two games at first. <laughs> and then he's never played again. But, it's yeah, they, they need to improve their penalties. And, uh, fortunately, for uh, our, our sake, we have the Brittany Griner thing doesn't affect betting at all. So we're good there. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, probably talk about her on the podcast tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, everybody be sure to check us out. Pine Room Podcast. Job, what are we, 21 tomorrow? Yeah, episode 21, yeah. yeah. I, well, it's not sporting news, but you guys just uh, broadcasted your first show today. Yes. Well, it kind of ties into this. Um, we, we, we did our first uh, show down at the WKKX building, uh, the Watchdog folks. Uh, Rocky, his sister Kayleen, and uh, Howard Monroe were nice enough to give us an, an opportunity to come down there and try ourselves out in the studio for an hour show on Mondays from 2 to 3. And uh, we were just down there, came right up here. And, uh, guys, that was fun down there. It was a good, good start, I think. Yeah, that was really uh, fun. We gave him a, a, an overview of uh, what the Pine Room is uh, all about. Uh, tried to give him a paint a picture. It's like tell, talking to someone on the radio, obviously, which we were doing. But it, like it, like I was talking to Luke coming up here uh, about uh, broadcasters that that don't paint the picture like on a radio broadcast. You know, they might yell and scream at a play going on like we're not there. Right. But but they're they're yelling because they're there, and we're like, what's going on? Like so, I tried to paint a picture of what the Pine Room is really about. It's still, I'm sure, hard for people to understand what it really is till you see it. Right. But I thought that was neat that we got to tell everybody what it's about and then how the podcast actually started and you know it was really uh it was really an engaging conversation to try to describe how this whole pine room uh has evolved so it was fun Uh, we had some laughs uh luke made us laugh a little bit with a couple of his comments and jarrett in high school jarrett was on there and you know we had a we had a really good time so that's uh weekly at two uh from two to three on uh the watchdog uh that's 1600 a.m and 97 one I th- yeah. uh, WVOY, I can't w- remember the, the call. I thought it was 97. Hang on, I might have had it on my sheet. Yeah, I, I get it real quick. But for those of you that, that didn't catch it, I believe uh, those are being recorded on the Watchdog, Watchdog's website. So if you go on watchdognetwork.com, you can, uh, maybe not today, but within the next couple of days, you can listen to past broadcasts. Like in podcast sh- form? Yeah, uh, we yeah. should be on there. So go ahead and check that out. And uh, and we got, uh, geez, we're, we're getting close to high school football now. We're, we're at, we had fun with that. Matt's... Uh, 
we're going to do some really good twists on high school football. We're going to put some lines on it, obviously, for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to put some uh, lines on them and, and some middle numbers. So so if you want to check those out, tune in next uh, next Tuesday – or I'm sorry, next Monday, 2 to 3, and we'll uh, be giving week one of the uh, high school Ohio – football lines out that's gonna be a lot of fun matt already has them he's yeah, zeroing it. he's zeroing in on it he yeah, hasn't i gotta i gotta tighten them up though he I hasn't got guys like any other side heavy so. he hasn't shined them up real real no, shiny no. yet but they'll be ready to go and you uh people that are that are looking for some college action we're uh we're only two weeks away this coming saturday from uh week zero yeah so we're we're getting close so you better start yeah. looking at your lines we're, we're you know again we talk a lot about gambling on on this show we're not we're not professionals, obviously, but Matt's probably as close as you can get to a professional. Well, I work in the prof- on one side of the profession, but the, the, that's the easier side of the profession, yeah, in Luke, a way. <laughs> and Luke delves into uh, a lot of facts and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of statistics and yeah, knows players, players and recruiting classes. So he gives uh, a lot of great analysis um, on, on, on that end of it. He yeah. doesn't participate in it, obviously, but he... Not uh, yet. Yeah, not yet. But it's going to be a big celebration yeah, up boy, here. When, when he, he, when he is into it, he's going to be really good. Yeah, he's going to be really I'm good. I'm sure we'll have that streaming live when he makes his first bet up here in the pond room. Luke, so. do you, th- do you think <laughs> you're going to be good exciting. at this, or you, you, you're not even going to do it when you get older? <laughs> um, Oh, no, I'll for sure do it. But, uh, <laughs> when he gives his picks, he probably knows what it's like to feel on the bad side of things, but at least he doesn't lose cash, so that's yeah. good. Actually, I have a question for you guys. Absolutely. Um, so would you guys pay $200 as the cheapest ticket for the WVU pick game? Mark no. and I have had this no. conversation many times about I'm not driving up to a game and just you'd have to pay me money to go to that. I, I, you know, and I, and you could you could say any game to me. Yes, yes. and I'm I'm just my days are going. When we have this whole setup here, and you know we we got the, we got the drinks, we got the food, we got the bathroom close, we got the the TV seven TVs so we can watch all the games and we're, we we wrap everything up in 2 minutes from some guys are 2 minutes from home other guys 5 yeah. I, it's just it's not worth it to me the hassle i'm over all that <laughs> you uh, cheated death enough times in your youth yeah. back in those days yeah and, to... I, and i'm just i'm i'm over all that that yeah. hype and all the excitement i not that i don't love watching on tv it it's just the thrill of a lifetime for me to watch you know the traditions and the excitement and the, just uh, the upsets and, and college for there's nothing like it in my opinion but to go and to, back to that question luke no i i it, I, I wouldn't go if i had a free ticket it would have to be a special occasion for me luke not 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 pit in west virginia that just doesn't do it for me maybe like an army navy game or something with the pageantry that i could really enjoy that i but, just thought that was an expensive the cheapest yeah thing. outrageous yeah, yeah that, that seems game. way overpriced but that might be they might have to do that mountaineer people are probably buying all the tickets up right now yeah so. but when you when you when you hear that uh that bruce springsteen's charging five thousand dollars for a ticket uh to go see his concert that sort of <sighs> puts ping, things in perspective doesn't it yeah, i know kind of outprices everyone yeah yeah i mean what the the guy you went to see Jarrett who was it uh Morgan Wallen, Morgan Wallen. Wallen. Uh, tickets were like stupidly outrageous priced for that so that's why that's because uh people were actually they were being they were buying them yes. and reselling them for crazy high prices yeah yeah, what so, a mess. yeah. so anyway uh back to that Luke uh would, would you pay to go would you pay two hundred dollars to go watch uh, Notre Dame and Pitt if they were playing at Pitt oh yeah for sure but j- just not 
not West Virginia. I know it's a no, great game, but I mean, yeah, it, no. it's just it, two it, programs. It'll look aren't... just fine here on the TVs in the yeah. pine room. I, I would not be wasting my time. Plus, that, that Pittsburgh is a tough city to drive. Cool. And it's it's bad when you're sober and you're you're, you're <laughs> fresh, and then driving up there, sitting in traffic is just it's know. sold out. We've all done it enough. That's, that's what I heard. Luke. Enough, I heard. Enough. I heard. It'll it be a good like, atmosphere. It's cool. I mean, if you could parachute me in there or drop me in of a helicopter, then maybe I'd think about it. But uh, nah. and, and back to the uh, back to the uh, the betting world. We we've hit on uh, some uh, particulars of betting. Talked about uh, the, the you know the totals, over unders. Uh, we've talked about the, the underdogs. We've talked about fading uh, the public. Uh, we've talked about teasers. Talked about parlays. You know, we talked about the importance of managing your money. Um, so, and then, so we, we want to hit on a few more things today. Matt, Matt uh, always has a few more. Uh, uh, what do we want to call them? Better's lingo. Yeah, just kinda just little little better, tips, things be- that you'll hear us say that you might not know about. Just you know, like it, I had on their handle, which is not something that a lot of people will be familiar with, but that's obviously the handle of money across the counter. If, if you hear somebody on a radio or something talking about handle coming in, it's obviously money. So that's one you'll hear a lot in the betting industry. Uh, consensus plays. And, and those are those are things that the majority of the people are on. And, and you know, where consensus plays are. They kind of mean different things to different people. You can have the consensus play of, uh, well, uh, five prognosticators gave out this uh, these games and four of them picked that, so that would be the consensus that they picked the Jaguars or something. But then you got the consensus just as far as the betting lines go. Uh, across the board, if you're looking at 20 different books and you have uh, a game that's uh, around seven points and, uh, you know, uh, 18 to the 20 have it at, at seven and a couple have a rogue seven and a half or six and a half so you'll see that and you'll hear them people people will talk about that consensus so that's kind of like what the average is what what most places have so that, that's when you'll hear us talk about uh i don't know if we, have we talked about money line betting no, i don't know if people know that was uh, that was going to be my next one right. i think that's I, I think there's two that we 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 would like to throw out there to maybe that you'll hear us talk about that uh you know, Matt, myself, uh, Luke, we could all give you a little insight on, but he just mentioned the money line, and my, you know, that's an important thing to remember when you're when you're betting. Um, well, any sport, obviously, but in football, it's really, really important. Like, like if you if you could get huge odds, if you think that right. uh, you think that Notre Dame could possibly upset Ohio State. I don't know what that money line would even be, Matt. Do you know I'm what not, that is? I'm not really sure what it is right now, but it, yeah, it would be a heck of a return on on Notre Dame if you felt strong enough about that. Luke, you may have some insight on that about how you do. You think there's any chance Notre Dame can win that game? So, yeah. I I don't know. It's just I I really love the new coach. That's all I'm going to say. He's sure. just he's doing a great job on the recruiting trails right now. I mean, we're beating out top SEC schools for these kids. Like yesterday, I just told Mark on the way up actually. Uh, uh, top linebacker in the class named Jaden Osbury, who lives four minutes away from LSU's campus, and uh, his dad works at LSU, committed us over Brian Kelly and them. And uh, actually, Brian Kelly said that uh, he went to Louisiana because the recruit, uh, the state recruits itself, and the, the top twelve recruits in the state of Louisiana, none of them are committed to LSU. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, back to the money line. Money line actually means that you're betting the, your team just to win, even if you're getting like Notre Dame's getting fourteen and a half points. Yeah, I'm looking at the money line right now. So right now you're uh, the Irish are plus four ninety. So that's on DraftKings right now. So that's about a five dollar. So you bet one dollar, you're doing almost five there. Yeah. So so but Notre Dame has to win the game. If they Correct. cover the spread, you bet the money line, you you still lose. Right. So. And, and, Money line angles uh, that that interest people a lot. Uh, you'll hear professional guys. Um, they, you know, a lot of times they're going to take the points because they're going to tell you, you you never 
leave it to chance. You want those points. But uh, you, you you see people, um, semi-pros, or guys that give out picks, will kind of hunt in the NFL or college. Teams that are catching, especially if you see it under a field goal or field goal and a half, like if you see a team plus two, plus two and a half, uh, you know, those are spots where if you like the dog, you might want to take a shot there because yes. because a lot of times the one and two points don't factor in as much. Uh, they can, not by any means do they never, but the key numbers of three and a half, and that's another thing you'll hear about a lot in betting, key numbers, three, three and a half are obviously keys working through three, six, six and a half, seven, those are key, key numbers. You don't see things hit on five a lot, four. Right. So so guys are out there hunting numbers like that, and that's where you want to take your shots on the money line. If you if you like a team getting less than a field goal, it's it's definitely worth a, worth a risk. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, and the other one, uh, one I wanted to hit on was um, – and, and uh, you'll hear us uh, say say the line moves. Uh, it, it's called a steam move, uh, and, and the line moving, and that, that obviously means that the the public money is heavily going on one side or the other. To obviously, right. if, it's, if it's going on the underdog, the line is going to drop, and you know, the other way, if heavy money on the favorite, and they usually move a half a point based on. Right. I don't know how much money has to it, be. It depends. And I've talked to, actually, I ran into a, a former uh, or bookmaker. Actually, he's just kind of on hiatus waiting to, to operate his next book. Uh, but uh, he, he was telling me about that. He, a guy that used to run, his name's Bill Sattler. He ran all the Caesars books for years. And a uh, great guy. I, I learned a ton from him. I went and hung out with him before I actually got into the industry. And uh, he, he's just just a wealth of knowledge. Been in the in the in the racket for years and years but he was he you know it kind of depends on the property so, right. so where i work at you know a ten thousand dollar bet may move the move the line a half but you know it, it caesar's properties at some of their spots it could be a hundred thousand so it depends but you know big money in on one side depending on what is in that market or how much yes. is in the pool is going to is going to start to influence your steam plays so yeah and and the reason the reason that line moves is the books want Get, to get action the other way, right? To to even it out because they don't want to get murdered if um, if that favorite comes in and wins big. So yeah, and and, and books don't want to move that. They they right. don't because when num- numbers hit in between where it started and where it finished and it falls in between, that's when they get their their you know their worst beatings. So what's the what's the what's the largest line movement you've ever seen? Oh, I mean, nowadays with the way the injury news breaks and stuff, I mean, you could have you could have three touchdown moves in college games yeah. now if a quarterback's out. You, you wouldn't have seen that years ago, but or it would have been kind of hush hush. The biggest uh, one I've seen is the uh, when the Broncos had to uh, start the receiver yes, at quarterback. Yes, the over monster. under the over under dropped like almost twenty points. Right, right, yeah. And those instances like that with the COVID, you saw some haywire stuff with the yeah. COVID. I mean, just the drastic moves, like you said, Luke. Uh, player availability, the total just drops immensely the, the the spread reverses there 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 were some games i remember during the covid year where you had a team that maybe was close to a touchdown favorite ended up being a touchdown dog like yes. that's how much they swayed but, so. but, but if, uh, let's say both there's no uh no outside uh things that happen yeah and it's just a, it's just a straight up game what right. what is the what is well, the biggest money or it, line it kind of depends on when you look at it so if you it, traditionally in, in college football their post like obviously we have these lines for the first couple weeks out right now but say on on, a, on week two or whatever uh sunday night they'll start posting them at, at uh, places like circa or the south point or the Westgate in nevada uh they start posting them online at pinnacle and some of the offshore books the er- the early line is when those pros are coming and start hitting it so it depends on when you look at it because you may see a giant move but it really isn't 
because it maybe they move it quickly. If they take yeah. sharp money or guys they respect early, they'll move that thing really quickly. But before you or I or anyone else jumps in on it on a Monday or Tuesday, then you're looking at, I would say, a, a drastic move to me in one week is, is two and a half to three, four points. Okay. It, it is a max okay. out. But you will see if you, and, and for those of you watching, listening, uh, and thanks for joining us again. We appreciate all the support. We've got a lot of cool feedback from people. Uh, throughout the last uh, few weeks, I feel. Uh, go to, there's a good site, wagertalk.com. Go on there, and you can see what these lines open at, and there'll be like 20 books across the top. You can see what they are at those books. You'll see where the opener was, and you'll see how much they moved. And you can see a, totals in college football by a Tuesday morning. You can see a, when they post those by Wednesday, you'll see maybe six-point moves because those pros hit them so quick. But another really neat thing, and it's something to definitely take uh, note of is Mark was just talking about the money coming in lopsided to the public money. You can see the difference between ticket count versus money in, and you'll start to see. So ticket count, you'll see a ton of tickets on uh, the favorite that the public's yeah. loving, and then you'll see a complete opposite on the actual money. So if the other side is getting money as far as the actual total of the bets that have come in, then you start to think, okay, pros are on that side. So you start to look for little spots where maybe you can get an advantage. You'll see that the okay, the tickets are saying that uh, pits and you know eighty nine percent of the tickets are on pit, but there's more money on the Mountaineers, yeah. and right. that's telling you that the bigger bets are coming in on that side. So. Go to those sites like Wager Talk. That's just one. There's a bunch of them out there. Odds Trader. They they all have really cool stuff. You can see all the books. You can see the ticket counts at a lot of uh, different places, uh, apps and uh, counter betting. Um, so check those out. Use those to your advantage. Because if you can find a team that you like or have a good opinion on, and there's a difference there from public money versus the pros, then you want to be on that side where the where the guys are kind of right. Yeah. Do the books uh, communicate with each other so they don't get middled? Like, uh, well, again, it would depend on the, the property and, and what they have in the pool. So, no, I mean, it, you, you will see, the, obviously, the consensus, the bookmakers that trust each other and know each other that have yeah. been around a long time, they're going to you know they're, confer on certain numbers. Or if something's out of whack, like if they're taking ridiculous money. That's another thing, too. And people think that illegal gambling, you know, legalizing gambling is a bad thing. It's not. It actually regulates it more. People talk. uh if, if, if you start seeing things that aren't adding up, uh, strange money coming in on some school that's, that's like a, a nobody school in football or basketball, uh, you, those bookmakers talk. If you yes. see six straight guys come in and bet $100,000 on Tennessee Tech or something, they, you're, they're going to call so, down yeah. the road and say, hey, would, have you taken anything on this? What's, you know? So they will. They stick together on that kind of that's stuff. That's what I figured. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I think uh, we're going to take a break here, and then we're going to talk about the uh, Big Ten and yeah. the uh, – and what are we, AFC South today. So, yes. yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Big Ten, always uh, exciting conference. Lo- lots of interest, obviously, with Ohio yep. State and Michigan. So uh, we're going to take a break here, and we'll be back on Better's Last Stand. This show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activity should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. All right, welcome back to Better's Last Stand, Episode 4. Before we jump into the Big Ten, uh, be sure and uh, check us out on social media again at the Pine Room Podcast. 
Uh, check our store out. I got the uh, Champ Signature shirt that Jub worked on, uh, thepineroomshop.com. If you want to get all your Pine Room gear, when you come out and uh, see us live or come up to the Pine Room yourself and hang out, whatever whatever you're fancy, go in there and get it. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff. Jub worked his butt off. And thanks again to him for everything he's done to guide us along in this entire thing. So, guys, uh, let's jump right in here to Big Ten football. And obviously, got to start with the Buckeyes, uh, you know, whether we like it or not. They're going to be really, really good. Uh, I, I, I think they're the team to beat. Uh, I don't think there's any any bones about it. I mean, right. it's just they're they're the team to beat. Uh, I think just just loaded everywhere. Uh, going to be tough, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Michigan gives them something. What are you guys thinking? Will they stub their toe like they did last year against Oregon? Right. I I I don't see it happening this year. I think they. Their, their schedule is not not a cakewalk by any means, but everybody has tough games on their schedule. But, you know, they got Notre Dame out of the gate, and that's that's a top-10 team. Right. Uh, you know, they got they got to play Wisconsin. I know you're down on Wisconsin, but, you know, that'll be a battle, I would think. They got to go to Penn State, and they got Michigan. So, right. I don't know. They could stub their toe. I don't think they will. I think they're just too good, too fast. Yes. Just defensively, can they stop the run? That's sure. that's one of the big questions with them. Can they yeah. stop? And the that's kind of what did them in last year against yes. Michigan. Michigan yes. just dominated the line of scrimmage. Against Absolutely. Them. So, but I, uh, when you see if they can hang uh, against teams like Utah, like they did in the Rose Bowl, the, the wide receivers on the outside, my goodness, oh. just un- unbelievable. Luke, what are you thinking? They on probably the got the best uh, three-headed monster there is in college football. <laughs> and, and they get two, would they have two guys drafted in the first round, and, and it yeah. doesn't even matter. They're just they're, these guys are better, probably. I mean, C.J. Stroud's looking to be the number one pick in the right. draft with Travion Henderson, Jack, Jackson Smith, Nick Jigba, then Marvin Harrison yeah. on the other side. Like, I mean, where's it end? And, and you know, I thought that uh, Stroud got a bad rap last year. You guys remember that when they got beat by Oregon and they they struggled a little bit against yeah. Minnesota early in the year and team the Ohio State guys you know people I know work with whatever they, oh they got to get rid of this guy like this kid I thought the kid looked good from the beginning and I, I just he's gonna have growing pains I mean yes. I, I feel like he's very talented and obviously with the weapons he has Jim I mean, Knowles Jim Knowles was a good hire at the DC position yes. as well from Oklahoma yeah. State and they needed to sure up a little bit on defense they yeah. definitely did them in uh, you know the last couple of years but yeah. I I find it hard to think that they wouldn't be in the playoff uh, uh, it's just going to be like yeah. you said Mark unless they go on a road maybe to a Maryland or somewhere Maryland beat them a few years ago yeah. I think it's it you know you never know Big Ten is a tough enough league on the road it's it's never easy but their schedule isn't the hardest yeah it's not the hardest but there's obviously some some tests in there but i i think they'll pass them all all their special teams are back the right. entire yes crew their big. kicker their pun- absolutely they, people forget about that how yes. important that is but i think they, the guy only their, their punter only punted like 36 times or something <laughs> yeah. last year barely used him the, who punts less him or alabama's guy yeah. we always we always been say a good bet here. right there yeah we always say that up here uh they they sometimes they have to wake alabama's right. punter up yeah they, he's on the sideline sleeping because he ne- <laughs> he never gets called yeah, that be that'd be a good gig to have Jeez, in alabama yeah. but i but again a high state will be I, I, that 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 middle at eleven. I mean, I can't, I can't see them losing two it, games. It There's, seems to me like Ohio State always has uh, a solid kicking game. See it for years and years and years. They're just one of those teams you you see and you know that they execute special teams wise. Uh, they make makeable kicks and you know that and that goes into covering spreads and they're, they're probably one absolutely. of the better teams in covering spreads over the over the past decade or 20 years even uh, and then and special teams play such a huge role and you you you, pin, you got a punter that can pin a team in right with that deep with the you know a good defense i mean that's right. that goes into the to the spread absolutely. too teams get 
pinned in, and then they yeah. got to punt out of their end zone. <laughs> and then you give that offense a short field. Right, and, and, and that, that special teams are just incredibly important. I know, I know they don't get talked about much. I don't think they get talked about as much as no, they should. Not nearly enough. But but the special teams. So they got all their all their special teams back too. So they're right. they're they're going to be obviously. I mean, it's going without said. They're going to be they're very 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 difficult to beat. And uh, yeah. I, I I I would probably play that over eleven. But yeah. I, I, if you can it's find just, ten and a halfs out there and you like oh, it, Jesus, look for it. But oh it's probably God. juiced through the roof. Oh, but, uh, it's juice. I think eleven's even juiced. Yeah, through the it's roof. it's it's just going up more and more. Uh, it, it you know, and it's hard to hard to, to argue against. So yeah, I think we're all kind of on that. Luke, I hate to be your. Uh, I know you're confident in your coaching staff, but your D coordinator. I'm sure he's breaking the films down heavy, but he's he's got a lot a lot of work to do. I'm sure he'll do a fine job, but that's going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, unfortunately, I got to go with the Buckeyes over. Just too yeah. much firepower on Absolutely. both sides. I mean, I know the defense struggled last year, but there's just too much, too many athletes yeah. that that defense can't. In, be in good. a conference too that that is good, but I feel like right. as we get into this, they're going to talk about Michigan taking a step back, Michigan State, so on and so forth. I think, man, it's their their league to take. I feel like unless somebody makes a big jump, but uh, the next team we'll talk about is their arch rivals, Michigan. Uh, obviously, they lose a lot, but they got a solid foundation coming back. I know their offensive line's kind of rebuilt, and that's kind of where they won the game against the Buckeyes guys last year but uh i i'm not i i would my thoughts on michigan is i didn't love them over their win total but i didn't hate them enough either to say it because they are well coached and they, and they got a good program so i i would stay away from that i have no real strong opinion on that but uh what are you guys thinking? I, I, I uh they lost a lot i mean they lost some great players yes. um some really impact players but i i think they'll be now their quarterback situation i mean they got they J.J. Got, McCarthy and Cade McNamara. Yeah, right. And right. McNamara's back. And what, yes. Did McCarthy play at all last year, or is he brand new? No, he played a little it, bit. He's a run He's right, the run, run guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm not, I don't like that. Uh, I think, Luke, you might have talked about that on one of the shows about the quarterback. Not a controversy, but that that, that uh, mixing guys in. just Yeah, we, we talked about that last week. You mentioned one of those teams that was going to play two guys right out of the gate because they weren't sure, and it it's kind of works against them because yeah. you don't get any continuity. But what do you think on a Wolverines, Luke? Um, on the defensive side of the ball, obviously losing Hutchinson, Ajabo, and Dax Hill. Yeah. As those are big guys, yeah. big first round. I mean, big uh, draft picks for teams. But uh, they got a good running game in Blake Corum, and then it's just I, I'm. It comes down to the quarterback to me. If the quarterback can play well, I think they can get the win total because they're always a defensively team, in my opinion. Right. But I think it comes down to quarterback play with that win total. Yes, and I, I think a major concern for them is, like you mentioned, the pass rush. Uh, you know, taking a step backwards. I thought Michigan was very exposed in that playoff game uh, in the secondary against Georgia. I, I, I thought that was like men against boys. Yeah. I mean, they just ripped them apart. Absolutely. And now, you, and you had Hutchinson on that team and yeah. other guys that could get to the quarterback. And obviously, Georgia's like an NFL caliber offensive line. But uh, you know, if you can't get pressure and you can't cover, it could be tough. Uh, but Michigan's always well coached. They'll, I mean, I'm assuming they'll rebuild their line and they'll run the ball pretty well. But quarterback play will come down to it. Can they make enough big plays to beat a team like Ohio State? Because I don't think they'll be able to dominate the run game like they did last year. Against now, them. in the next couple of years, they're going to be. I don't think they'll be very good at all. He's a hardball. They don't talk about this enough. He's a horrible recruiter. Like, yeah, he's I, really bad. I feel like he's kind of stuck in the 1980s version of football. Uh, I feel like Michigan's always slow and uh, obviously uh, Mark and I will tell you we have uh, family members over in Maryland that are just dying hard Wolverine fans so shout out to the greasers but they and even they know that that Harbaugh you know he struggled to get athletes in there and that's and I was happy for him last year that they did well and they beat Ohio State that was that was cool to see once in a while and that's good for that rivalry if Ohio State beats him every year it's, it sucks but I don't know I, I'm I'm lukewarm on the Wolverines I, I'm gonna take you know a wait and see approach uh don't love them don't hate them 
I will say this. I, I look at their schedule. I've looked at their schedule many times. Their schedule is not really very difficult. I agree with that. If you look at their schedule, they come out 3-0 and automatically almost. Well, well, definitely 3-0, and and then they got Maryland at home, so right. they should win that one. And they got to go to Iowa, who I'm not sold on Iowa. Right. I think right. they'll be okay, but I don't think they're – I don't think they'll. I think uh, Michigan will be favored in that game at Iowa, and then they got to yep. go to Indiana. Will, definitely. So, so they could they could conceivably be six and zero going into Penn State at home, um, and then they have Michigan State at home. Yeah, there, there's a chance, and obviously, see how it plays out. But there's a good chance Michigan will be favored in every game this year except for Ohio State. So uh, I agree. Very good chance. Yes. So obviously, depends on personnel and things that happen. But so I think that number ten is right. The ten yeah. is right on. Yeah, uh, if I, I had to pick, if you, if you had a gun to the head, I'd be playing the over. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. But but I'm not I'm not big on that. I think ten's right on the number because right. I think they could easily lose. Yeah, two yeah. Games. They could stub their toe. And with their like Luke said, if the quarterback play doesn't come through, you know, you can get beat on the road for sure anytime in the yes. Big Ten. So yes. Uh, moving along, uh, staying in the state of Michigan, we go to the the Spartans. Uh, Coach and I talked a little bit about them yesterday. Um, I, I'm not a not a big backer. I, I think. Uh, they kind of were very fortunate last year in a lot of games, and I, I think they'll take a step back this year. What are you guys thinking? Here's an amazing statistic about Michigan State. They were 130 out of 130 in pass, uh, pass <laughs> coverage, giving, pass, yeah. passing yards yeah. given up at yeah. 324 yards a game. Yep. The last in the entire country. That is amazing. Yep. So unless they shore that up, I, I'm with you, Matt. I, I see them – I see them struggling and not not reaching that number eight. I, yeah. I, I agree. And when you know you do they even? I don't think they do play at Ohio State, but I don't think they have to play. Uh, do they play Purdue? No, I don't think they play Purdue. They do not play because Purdue. Purdue's got a uh, Purdue. I remember that game last year. They, they just do destroyed them through the air. But uh, yes, I, I I looked at their schedule. Uh, you know, they'll probably come out of the gate two and zero most likely. Um, and then you know to Washington, that won't be an easy game for them. And then then Minnesota. At home I think won't Minnesota be will be a, a pretty good team. I, Luke and I were talking. We like Maryland, and you got Ohio State, Wisconsin, at Michigan, Illinois, probably a win, and then finish with Rutgers and Indiana. That helps a little. And bit. And then but, go to Penn State. Yeah, that's that's just. I, uh, I see them losing five games. Yeah, I do, I do too. I, I'm way down on the Spartans. I don't. They're. I'm not giving this as my favorite uh, win total in the in the conference but it's pretty close uh, i i definitely recommend them under luke what are you thinking seven and a half can um, they get to eight J, uh with the additions of jalen uh jalen berger and uh jarek brazard who are wisconsin right, and right. colorado yes. running backs i think if they got a good line they can pound the run game but peyton thorne at the quarterback position landed a safety from uh georgia uh who can help with that leaky secondary <laughs> yes. but uh no, I don't. I don't think they can get over that seven and a half. I would. I would hammer the under here. Just I like Mel Tucker though. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah, boy, he cashed in quick. He had a good season and cashed in big time. Got a hell of a contract. Yeah, so guys. yeah, uh, kudos to him for that. But uh, yeah, I think uh, the consensus is here. Uh, Michigan State under for for all three of us. Uh, moving along, uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers. This is a team that intrigues me a lot. I'm anxious to see what you guys think. Uh, I, I think PJ Fleck is is a solid coach. He's kind of a Kind of an idiot on the sidelines, if you ask me. A little too much for me, but uh, good, good coach. Uh, I expect them to, 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 to be improved this year. Uh, what say you? Uh, Luke, go ahead. Um, to be honest, I don't know. I love P.J. Fleck as a coach, but Minnesota, just it's just hard to recruit there. It's hard to get players to come to Minnesota. 
Yeah. Um, but also, I do. They have a grit. They always have a gritty defense. They Definitely. always have a good run game. And, but, and they've put some good guys in the pros, haven't yes. they? In the last in secondary players and things, they've they've done well. Their defense is strong. You're right. I just think it comes down again to quarterback play. If they don't have right. good quarterback play, I don't think they'll win many games. But agreed. If they have good quarterback play with that and defense they, and the run game, like they always have, they, and, uh, they return twelve starters. I mean, I I thought they were. I thought they were worth taking a shot at uh, over seven and a half. I feel like that's a little low to me, Coach. Yeah, I like them over seven and a half also. And Tanner Morgan, he's not a horrible quarterback. No, he's not. No, he can make some plays. And that's all they needed with that defense they had. And I I did uh, find something interesting. Uh, I heard this this morning, actually, that that Fleck got the uh, the OC back that that they had a few years ago there. I guess they made a change there. The guy the last couple years they hadn't been getting the job done, took a job somewhere else. So that could be good for him, uh, getting that continuity back with a guy they know, trust, and when they had that that good season a few years ago he was the OC so maybe that works in their favor and Muhammad Ibrahim who tore his Achilles actually right. last year was one, supposed to be one of the nation's top running backs actually returned this year so look for him to have a big breakout year and be one of the best rushers in the Big Ten yes a lot, was, of, a lot of people were picking them if they could if they could beat Iowa which they haven't done in five years I don't think they they people think I, that they could compete for the, the that um, other side of the the conference, the I, west side. I think something that I noticed looking through their schedule right out of the shoot, they don't have to play Michigan or Ohio State. Correct. <laughs> That's they correct. Help a ton. I mean, those are the two probably that most people would say would be the standalone two best teams. And when you can avoid them, uh, that, that definitely works in your favor. I mean, they still got some tricky games, but uh, in, you know, as everyone else does uh, at Michigan State, at Wisconsin. But I mean, like you said, Coach, not super high in Michigan nope. State, not super high in Iowa. They have them at home. You know, they get you get uh, Nebraska, Northwestern, Rutgers. Uh, at Penn State, could be tricky. That could be tricky. That, they seem to always play them pretty tough. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a backer of, of the Gophers, and that that's my actual that's my favorite play in this oh, in this uh, Big okay. Ten is the the Gophers over seven and a half. So uh, I think you guys are kind of in agreement. With I, that, I huh? like that yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Moving along to the Nittany Lions, uh, Penn State. Uh, it, you know we got a decent amount of Penn State fans in this area, so they get they get a little bit of notice. And uh, I you know I always ask people like what do they think of James Franklin and 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 just the status of the program, and it's kind of like they're like ah eh, well we don't hate him, we don't love him. So I I'm kind of the same way. I don't think he deserves the criticism that he gets. Feel like he's stable, but I just feel like him in big games, he's just coughed them up so many times. Uh, I, I'm not huge on the Nittany Lions, but if I absolutely had to get them at an eight and a half, bet them over, I would probably lean to the over. Uh, what are you thinking, boys? The, the problem with them, they they can't score. They right. lack. Sometimes you watch them, and uh, Eric Michaels and I talk all the time. If you want to take a nap, watch Penn State play because <laughs> you can bet that it's going to be three nothing, six three. Right. Into the third quarter. I mean, if you look at their stats, uh, they were seventh in total offense in the Big Ten and ninth uh, ninth in scoring in the Big Ten. So I, their their big question is, can they score? And, and Sean Clifford's back, right? Oh, he's like, horrible. He's, he's so, so bad. bad. Right. Yeah. And, but they also they landed a five star quarterback, Drew Aller, who I actually will predict will take over. Right. And also another interesting fact is they allowed forty four sacks last year, which was the most in the Big Ten. Which, in his defense, he was running for his life. But yes. also, I don't think he's very good. And also landed a five star running back in Nick Singleton who helped with the uh, position players, but. Defense, they always have a good defense, like you guys were right. saying. But uh, Sean Clifford, just uh, if he's starting their whole year, give me the under. They, their O line last year, you're right. They, they, he ran for, he yes. would roll out yes. and run for his life and just throw the ball away Wait. or get nailed out of bounds. Yes, it, every play. And then they, their team that that the kicking game kept them in games. Yes. They in their defense. I mean, they played teams better. Like tough if they could have moved the ball at all. It was you're right, coach. Painful, painful, pain, to watch. painful. And I, and I, I here's my this is my Big Ten pick. Of the year, oh, of the well, no, well, 
I can't say the year because I, right. this isn't a future bet. Right. I'm going to tell people out there, play Purdue on the money line, game Ooh, one. I like it. At Purdue. I think oh. Purdue beats Penn State in a, yeah, in a like 21-17, win. I think Purdue is going to be very good. Yeah. If you can find that out there, too, if you're liking the points, take that because it's, it's, it's starting to go down a little bit. But Yeah, uh, gar- grab it. If you can get it at three or above, yes, I, I'd say hammer it. But that's my play. That's my Big Ten play. I like it. I'd be on board is, with that. Is, is Purdue getting, catching the points against Penn State at Purdue, and that is that is, uh, that is week one. Yeah. That's week that's one. September so, the 1st, I believe. So we'll be licking our chops out, out here in the pine There you room. go. So you can use that money line thing that we just talked about yes. in the last yes. segment. Uh, take yes. coach's advice and uh, – Sprinkle a little on the Boilermaker. I'll have to there. get Nick to find a Boilermaker head. <laughs> yeah. You know, Champ would look good in a Boilermaker yes. helmet. He kind of <laughs> looks like a Boilermaker mascot <laughs> a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, all right. That's my play. Luke, you got any final thoughts on on, on uh, Penn State? Um, if Sean Clifford starts the whole year under. <laughs> but if they make a QB change like and Aller can come in and do something over. I felt like every week when I would look at Penn State's lines last year in the game lines, it was like immediately oh. that the, the line would drop two points immediately, the total. It would be like open at 39, it would be to 37 by by lunchtime because everyone knew they couldn't score. And then when they played teams like Wisconsin or something, they can't They score. were painful to watch. Yes, very, very yeah. bad. So, all right, moving along, uh, Iowa, another team with a, yeah, that's with when, a spry uh, offense I, I that can move what, the ball. Really when you well. watch Penn State play Iowa, man, you you are going to be in for a day. You'll have time to go get a hot dog. You'll have time to go get a bathroom. Yeah. If you want to catch a little net, you know, Champ usually takes a nap during the Big Ten games. Yeah. Who could blame him? I mean, it, some of these teams, I mean, I was just looking down the, the middle of this conference, and the quarterback play is so poor. Yes. Uh, just And we'll talk about we're gonna We're going to talk about Iowa here, but, uh, yeah, the other teams there too. Uh, Luke, what are you thinking on, on the Hawkeyes? I mean, always uh, well coached, but – Great Man, defense. They right. got a great defense. Like, uh, but just the quarterback play. It's just always they. They're another team who, will, six games in, they'll switch quarterbacks, and the other ki- other kid won't do well. Then they'll start switching them back and forth to see who can find. It. Like that's not going to work. Yeah, like it, people don't realize that it's been years and years since Iowa had any quarterback worth even talking about. If uh, you guys remember last year through like week five or six, Penn Iowa was number one in the country and oh, Penn yeah. State was number two. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah. But uh in the offensive world of football now, it's just hard to do that. And I wonder how coaches like like Ference and and, and well, I mean Franklin isn't known for that, but how can these guys not get guys that can at least move the ball a little bit? I it's, it's bizarre to me. It, it big giant schools like that that yes. you can't find Anybody that can throw or do make plays in, in the, at the quarterback spot, it's it's bizarre. I I don't know. I, I I would lean probably under to Iowa, but they are respectable enough, and their schedule isn't incredibly difficult. So I thought maybe it was a tricky one. I would probably lay off. What are you guys thinking on win total wise? I, I think it's right on the number because if you look at their schedule, I mean, they, it isn't the the beginning of the schedule is not very difficult at right. all. But then they then, then they up. then they have Michigan. They got to go to Ohio State. They got to go to Purdue, right. Wisconsin, at Minnesota, at Minnesota and Nebraska. I think that's going to be that's going to be tough. I think at seven and a half is yeah. just I, about. I went right. through. I had seven circled, so I yeah. thought right around there. But you know they could beat somebody. I, and also those games like Iowa State, that rivalry game will be yes. make a lot of difference. Yeah, absolutely. So. But uh, yes. Luke, what do you say? 
Um, also, I, I would go under, and also uh, losing Linderbaum, who's been that center yeah. for oh, yeah. for a while. He's very good. The Ravens the will benefit to, from him. Yeah, the key to that offensive line, just yes. yeah, under, not not for the Hawkeyes this <laughs> yeah. year at all. We well, you know when the center is the key to the offense. It's, yeah. I mean, nothing against the centers because obviously a great center makes the offense better. But yeah, when he's your only no- noteworthy offensive player, that's usually trouble. It's and, and you guys were talking about the quarterbacks. I swear, in the Big Ten, it seems like quarterbacks are at schools for seven, eight years. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's, Clifford seems like he's been in a Penn oh, State. Petrus seems like he's yeah. been at Iowa forever. Yep. And like when Nebraska had Martinez, it seemed like they, he was there <laughs> yeah. for 10 years. And they I, plan on graduating, and then they're like, you know what? I'm not getting drafted. I'm going to get my – might as well get my master's degree while I'm here because yep. I'm just going to be playing football. Around. Just go yeah. run for my life every yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I mean, I, when we go to Purdue uh, – uh, talking about Purdue, and that their quarterback's been there six years. Yeah. It's his sixth year, Aiden yeah, O'Connell. So crazy. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Next uh, move. So and back to Iowa, just real quick. I, we're all kind of uh, lukewarm on them, probably more to the under if we had to, yes. to make a yes. choice. I uh, yes. don't feel comfortable. Uh, let's go uh, in this order to list, no particular order. Nebraska is the next team I have. So the, Scott Frost is kind of a D yeah. day for him. So he got this game in uh, Ireland to open the year against Northwestern. Uh, I. You know, I thought he would do well there, um, but it, it it is alma mater, but it just hasn't it just hasn't worked out. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I look at uh, I look at their schedule, and it starts out decent, but the end of their schedule is brutal. brutal. They they could lose they could lose four straight. Minnesota yeah, at Michigan, Wisconsin at home, and at Iowa. Yep. So they could they could and that could be the end of Scott Frost. It really could be. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he's going to have to. He not only has got he got to win this game against Northwestern to start out, then the next two games they should win relatively easily, but then. I mean, look look at those games, oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, and it's just and then at Purdue, yeah, at Purdue. I mean, I mean even at Rutgers, they're not they're, they're right. not good enough to even say that game's a, a win. Yeah, so I I don't know, Luke. What are you thinking on the Huskers? Well, they did get Casey Thompson, the Texas transfer quarterback, who was inconsistent last year, and they lost Adrian Martinez, and also they had 18 turnovers last year, which that's not going to do the job. Which I don't know. I just Scott Frost. I like him. I thought he should have stayed at UCF. In my yeah. opinion, uh, he he had a it, great program. Right and that's there. like one of those things where it's your alma mater, and they come calling. I, obviously, yeah. recruiting is a hell of a lot easier to recruit to UCF than it is to Lincoln, Nebraska. So, <laughs> uh, I know I wouldn't want to be going to school there. But uh, you I mean, know. they were three and nine last year, and I I, I can't see yeah. how they're going to improve by five games to get that total over seven and a half. Yeah, uh, with that I, schedule, I don't, I tell you I don't what, see if you, it happening. It, the seven and a half to me just seemed way, way off. I agree. I, I, I thought that should have been more like five and a half. I agree. Uh, six at the most, but I mean, I, I don't know how. If you, there was some rogue eights out there, people. I don't know if people were thinking. He, he, here's the thing: a misconception in, in betting. Just because the, the coach is under the pressure and he has to right. win, it doesn't mean he's, he's going, going to. Win. <laughs> and it's it's just like a team that has to win to get in the playoffs. It doesn't mean they're going to. Right. So don't fall into those traps. Use your mind, think things through before you start firing away on gut instincts of, uh, oh, Scott Frost, he's up against it. Well, basically every coach we've talked about, for the exception of Ryan Day, is up against it in this league. Maybe P.J. Fleck, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not we're not on board with the Huskers, and it's just, and it, you know, that's another team, too. It's a shame that their program's falling yes. off so much, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what, see what happens. Uh, I feel like them moving to the Big Ten maybe not, not was their best move for them. I feel like they probably should have stayed in the Big Twelve. But anyway, moving along to Maryland, the Terrapins. Uh, I'm I'm pretty high on this team. Um, I think Luke is too. Coach, where, where do you feel about the Terrapins? Um, I'm not as sold on Maryland as you guys are, uh, but but I do like them more that this year than I did last year. They were they were a little painful. They weren't very good to me in the in the betting world last year. They they. Uh, 
they they were difficult. I mean, I I, I look at them be a little better. I know uh, uh, Luke likes a quarterback, don't you, Luke? Yeah, Talia, to his brother, yep. Talia Tagovailoa, Rakeem Jarrett, one of the best receivers in the nation. Uh, they return all five up front. Yep. Uh, but defense is always an issue for them, so they're <laughs> yes. gonna have to outscore their opponents, just like USC and all them. Yeah, I I find Maryland to be one of these teams. Uh, and Mike Loxley's done a pretty good job, I feel like. He took over that program. It was kind of a mess. They had that issue with the kid dying, and it just a lot of bad things happened to them. Uh, he's done a good job stabilizing. He's brought in great talent, offensive talent at least. Uh, defense needs some work. But I feel like Maryland's one of those teams, if they're clicking on in one week and they, you know, they catch somebody off their game, yeah. one of those big dogs, they can knock them off because they definitely have the firepower, as Luke said. So I, I'm a backer in Maryland. If I had to make a, a selection on them, I would definitely – uh, go over the six. Uh, I'm seeing it mostly six even in most spots. They should score. They should yeah. score some points. I, I'll probably play them over the total a lot A lot of times uh, right. this year. I, I'd like them to score a lot of points, yeah. but I, I, I think that number is probably about fair. Yeah. About fair. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't like it either way. You guys are a little more high on them. Yeah, I just feel like, because I, I, my thought process in that is you look at the games that you think they'll win for sure, Buffalo, Charlotte, and then yeah. on down. Uh, I feel like if they can just win two of the 50-50 games, and then maybe they get there. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm liking the Terps. I'm anxious to see how they do. And yep. Like you say, offense is definitely going to be a premium. That game against uh, SMU, like the third cool week, boy. that could be some fireworks. They better, have some, they better have some referees that are in good shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there could be a lot. of The back judge could be seeing a lot of things behind him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But uh, all right, moving along to uh, Coach's Boilermakers here. I think you kind of like them a little bit, yeah. huh, Coach? Yeah, I do. I do. I think they're going to be good. They're going to pull a surprise in week one. Uh, I, I, the experienced quarterback. Um, I think they've. Uh, they here's the here's the thing about Purdue with the with the over under folks. You got to remember this. They don't play Michigan. They don't play Michigan State, or they don't play Ohio yeah, State. Right. So take those Huge. three off of the board, and that's a that's a massive advantage for them to to try to get over seven and a half. Is that what you have, Matt? Seven yep. and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, and I like them over as well. I yeah. I find them. I thought they were good last year. Uh, they 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 had some bad luck and some close losses and uh, they played teams uh, you know that were probably more talented than them pretty well. Uh, quarterback play was good, which in this league, if you can get anybody that can make plays at the quarterback spot, that's a benefit to you. So, Luke, what are you thinking on the Boilers? They did lose. Uh, they're both both players on both sides of the ball, and David Bell and George Karloftis, who both went to the NFL. But Aiden O'Connell, he's a good quarterback, but they also averaged 2.8 yards per carry last year, which that's right. not going to get the job done. Right. And relying on him to throw against us big uh, 10 defenses is going to be tough, but I, I like the uh, over here just because of that schedule. I don't think they're going to be right. incredible, but I think they're good enough sure. to beat the other I teams. feel like they can win the games they're supposed to, and like Coach said, they, they knock a Penn State off, and yes. you know they got they play they get at Maryland, at Wisconsin. They can win those games. I mean, they get Iowa at home. They could win that game. I, I, I like them. I, I think they're in, in the right direction. They're going in the right direction. They bring back enough talent to, to make some noise. So Yeah, if they, can, if they can beat Penn State, which I like a lot, and then they'll, it's going to Syracuse will be a little tricky for them in game three right. so that'll if yep. they can go four and oh uh with the rest of their schedule i think they can definitely get over seven and a half yeah i, 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 I had like syracuse that. marked as a definite trap game it's yes all 100 is just scary yes but, uh, yes yep all right moving along to uh piscataway new jersey let's go talk about Rutgers here uh i I found it hard on this team. I, I, I liked them a lot last year, and they disappointed me. They couldn't score. Yes. They couldn't move the ball. They hung in games. 
Uh, I don't know. 13.7 points per game. <laughs> there last you go. Year. That says it all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was agonizing. Again, another team that was agonizing in this league. I just, I, I don't know. I, I was, maybe I was a year too early on. Maybe they'll be better. I don't, do you have any, personnel wise, Luke, did they get any upgrades? Any, anything of note to you that stood out to you? Not really, but I, I am a big fan of uh, Greg Shiano. I think he's a really he's good, a good coach. coach. And I, I think they, I think they're an upset kind of team. Like they're a team you don't want to play. You think it's a walkthrough, but you're one of those teams Absolutely. you take lightly, and then you, I, next thing you know, you're you're going to lose to them. I think that first game of the year against them against Boston College would be a great game. Oh, I yeah. know people will look at that and say that that's terrible, but like Coach said, put point spread on it, and uh, you know, two evenly oh. matched teams. It could be oh, pretty fun. Yes. What are your thoughts on the Scarlet Knights, uh, Coach? I, I'm 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 with you guys. Three and a half wins. Um, looking at their schedule, I, you know, I see, you know, if they could get Boston College, maybe. Right, and then they should beat obviously beat Wagner. Yep, and then they'll be a favorite against right. Temple. So Absolutely. I mean, there's three wins there. Right now, obviously, then it's going to get tough. But they got Indiana, which will be a coin yeah. flip, and Nebraska at home yeah, too. Yeah, right? so I, I like them to go over three and a half. Yeah, I do. I too. do. I, if I had to make a, a you know recommendation, I would definitely lean over the three and a half or four if you can get it. Started to they're starting to take a little action on that, so I think it's up to four now. But if you find three and a half out there, yep. jump all over that. Get on it. Yep. Yep. All right, moving along. Illinois. Uh, this team is interesting. Uh, you keep. I think they got the. Did they get the quarterback from Syracuse? Uh, Luke, I think that DeVito, Tommy DeVito, I think, transferred yeah. in a QB. Uh, I don't know. I, yes. I don't feel great about Illinois, but I always feel like Illinois can pull out one big win a year, it seems like, it, especially at home, maybe a snow game. I'm not a Bielema fan. I kind of think he's a blowhard idiot. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. They're, they're dangerous at home, I think. Uh, four and a half win total, that's a little low, but I don't know. I, I kind of probably sit them out, I think. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I I think the numbers on. I think it's a little high. Right. I don't know if they can get to four. Yeah. Uh, looking at their schedule, I mean, they're going to be underdog in every game except uh, the Wyoming game. Yeah, and yep. then Chattanooga, but yeah, they I, are. I, they're going to be an underdog in every game. So I, yep. I don't know. I, I, I look for them to stay under that win total. Luke, what are your thoughts? Uh, way under. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I can't even tell you what the last time Illinois has been just and like they, good or when they had that one guy's name was Juice Juice Williams. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was like the last time I feel like they were good, but this uh, program's a mess, as we all know. It's just, it's just one of those teams. It's how, you, how who wants to go to Illinois to play football? It's just, yeah, it's just hard to recruit there. Yeah, Champagne. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so we're not, uh, we're not uh, no. on board with Illinois. So uh, and take and. and Take uh, proceed with caution, I guess is what I yes. should say there. So. Yes. Anyway, moving on, we got two teams left. Uh, Northwestern Wildcats. Talk about another team with oh, a, a prolific offense sleeper. I do like Pat Fitzgerald. I, I, I agree. You know, it's got to be a tough place to recruit. Uh, they they just you know in 2020. Uh, what what when did they 2020? Yeah, uh, yeah, they were in the Big Ten championship. Big Ten championship, yeah. yeah. Now, I, now I'm going to ask you guys this, and Luke, I'm anxious to get your viewpoint on this. Do you think that recruiting at Northwestern is mostly difficult because of the academics? Is that what holds them back? Because it's Chicago. I mean, it, I know people don't want to go spend winters there, but man, it, it's a big city and it's a great place to to be or live. I mean, I I've always found it weird that they couldn't get players, but maybe it's because of academics. What, what do you guys think about that? I, I would say that's the I big would say thing because yeah. you guys run into that too, right? Notre yes. Dame. Yeah, that's, that's that's actually a shame because you, you'd like to see players that could go there and play. And, and I, I don't know, I'd, I'd like to go to school in Chicago. I think it's a great place. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought uh, Fitzgerald's up against it this year. 
that game against Nebraska is going to mean everything if he can win that in Ireland. Maybe yeah. he's got a shot, but yeah. uh, that's and, and against tough. Duke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's hard yeah. to find more than two or three at the yeah. most wins. Right. Maybe, maybe they can get Illinois at the end of the year. But the, the QB battle between uh, Brendan Sullivan <laughs> and Ryan Helensky should be a good one. But uh, the, the the headlining player on this offense is Peter Skaronsky, who's projected to be a first round offensive first round pick on the offensive line. So that's really all I got to tell you about you. <laughs> oh my! So they're not they're not. Uh, deep at the skilled no. spots, huh? No. <laughs> All right, moving on to the final team, Indiana Hoosiers. This team uh, was on top of the world a couple years yeah. ago and then plummeted massively last year. Uh, they were really good. <clears throat> yes, exciting to watch. Very Penix, good. Uh, we talked about uh, – where did he transfer? we talk Washington. about him last week? Washington, oh, Washington, yeah. A couple weeks ago, Pac-12, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I found it very hard for Indiana to, to get over four. I, I just don't see it. Nope. Nope, I'm with you there. And uh, – not even waste too much time talking about them because yeah. I think it'll Luke, be you got any thoughts on them? No, uh, I'll just throw this out there. Connor Bezalik is the he transferred from Missouri, was the quarterback there last year, but he's not going to help him. But uh, yeah, the Hoosiers are a mess too, losing Penix and all I that. Yeah, they could be up against it. Western Kentucky might hammer them week three. They could they could have a rough go. They got to go to Cincinnati. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't get easy for them. Uh, okay, closing thoughts then. Big Ten wise. Uh, anybody worth any any value on anybody to win this this conference uh outside of ohio state can you make a case for anyone coming maybe just out of the other division and, and maybe they get lucky and, and ohio state get not i don't know I, I couldn't i think out of the other division i don't think they can win the conference but i think minnesota, minnesota could surprise yeah. and win the west that's the only so that's I, the only thing i think and i'd recommend if you can find out there uh there are some places that have uh, uh the team to qualify for the championship game uh you know maybe throw or win yep. that side uh maybe minnesota's worth shot luke any closing thoughts on the big 10 no to be honest i don't really have any great picks here i, I feel like it's a challenging league this sure. year just losing a lot of nfl talent so we don't know i think there's good could be some surprising what, teams that what if any was your favorite of the of the one of the anything did you have anything to stand out maryland like, big there maryland. you go maryland over maryland. all right and yes. i like minnesota over and coach what was yours of mine is purdue to, boilers purdue to, purdue to definitely come to the line but i okay. i like them to i like them to win the game actually win the game Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to talk a little uh, NFL with the AFC South. Uh, Thanks again for joining us here on Better's Last Stand. We'll be back in a couple minutes. This show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activity should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Welcome back into Better's Last Stand, Episode 4. We're going to talk a little NFL here, most notably the AFC South. Uh, this division, we were talking off camera, it's, it's a struggle. Uh, I think the Colts are probably the team to beat. Most people would agree with that. Um, we're going to talk about Houston first. Uh... Win total posted four and a half for them, uh, thirty to one to win this division, hundred and thirty to one to win the AFC, and uh, two hundred fifty to one to, to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, this this team has been in the news for bad reasons with the Deshaun Watson stuff, and then you know the aftermath for them or their, the role that they played or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I didn't think that Davis Mills, the quarterback, was that terrible last year. I thought he, he made some plays. Uh, Lovey Smith takes over at coach. Uh, and opening thoughts on the Texans, guys. Uh, I'm you... I'm not a Lovey Smith fan. I just I, <laughs> right. I don't know. I I I just don't think he's that good of a coach. I sure. watch his decisions in games and just 
sometimes like I shake my head at some of the things he does. <laughs> I, I plus I don't I just don't think they're going to be very good. I mean, you look at some of the statistics from last year with them, they they were just awful. Yeah, they, they had a 172 point differential, uh, minus 172, third worst in the NFL, and I don't see it ha- much improvement there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I look went through the schedule. I, I found maybe two top three tops uh, wins. Uh, Luke, what are you, what are your thoughts? Um, they got Marlon Mack and uh, who who was pretty good for the Colts, but got sure. hurt. Uh, Brandon Cooks, the receiver, but that's basically all the skill positions they right. have. They drafted Stingley at the cornerback position yeah. at number three. He's, who, he's solid. Who may help, but yep. uh, yeah, this team just does. They don't have enough. Like, what are I, your thoughts on quarterback Mills? No, I actually I thought he was the best quarterback of that draft. I, I agree. I I was. I was surprised. I, yeah. I I did not expect it. I thought he kept plays alive. I thought he did the best he could yeah. do. Uh, overachieved, I guess is what I'm looking to say. Uh, I again, I then I they, could only find two to three wins here. They right. complain, but like, who does he have? To, sure, like, and, and, to? and you know, Cooks is, is he's all right. He's, he's old solid. though. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Just, and he's just kind of one of those guys. It's just a stack compiler now. Anyway, their their team's not really playing for anything. But I don't know. I thought maybe that game against the Bears they could win and maybe maybe beat beat the uh, Redskins at home and. I don't know, maybe a couple of them coin flips with between them and the, and the Jacks yeah. or something, but I don't know. I, I, I would not recommend uh, betting this team over or under. Uh, I'd, I'd stay away. What say you guys? Uh, I'm the same way, but I would bet them over if I if I had to. Or under, I'm sorry. I would okay. take them under. Under four and a half? Yes, definitely take them under four and a half. Luke? Yep, under. All right, unanimous. Moving on to the Colts. They are the favorite in the AFC South, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, good offensive line, good coach. Uh, they did a lot of good things last year, except that last game when yeah. Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden looked like an absolute star in that game. He was fantastic for the Jags when they took the Colts down, knocking them out of the playoffs. Uh, I, I think this team is good. Uh, they bring in Matt Ryan, uh, great offensive line. I think he'll help. I think that's a major upgrade over Wentz. I'm not enamored with this team by any means, but I think they're solid. And like I say, well-coached. Quarterback has been around, um, and, and they're – their division. I mean, I feel like they're they're the team to beat in this division. Yeah, I I look at their win total at ten. Right. I honestly think they could go six and zero oh in the uh, in yep, their division. Totally. So that's 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 only four four wins away, obviously from from ten. Right. And there are definitely some other winnable games. I think the Colts are going to be improved. Right. I I I, I like Matt Ryan better. Yes, uh, big upgrade year. over Wentz. Yeah. Yes, over Wentz, and I, I think in that division they'll be very good. And I, I obviously they're the team to beat in that division. I like them over over the win total right. ten. And it's it's weird with a team like that. Uh, you you may not love them, but then you look at the schedule. And like you said, coach, maybe six and zero in the division, and that's that's more than halfway to the total that you need to get to. So yeah, and their schedule again this year is the second easiest in right. the NFL. Right. Luke, what are you, what are you thinking on the Colts? I like them over just with uh, Jonathan Taylor. They don't have a right. great receiving core, but uh, sure. The issue is here, Matt Ryan staying healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, right. then they're not. I don't think they'll win games because I don't even know who their backup quarterback <laughs> is. No. no, I agree with that. But he does have a great line to play behind, yes. so that's got to help him out a lot. Um, Nick Foles. Is it oh, Foles? Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, never mind. Nick yeah. Foles. Well, that's a good. Uh, that's a good yes. backup. Yeah. Uh, just to to win the division right now, they're minus one twenty five, one thirty five in that range right there. So they're they're you know you're giving up a little bit, but it, man, you don't want to say it seems like an easy one, but because it, it never does. But uh, you know, and, and one thing too that people may not be aware of, a lot of books you can parlay these, uh, and I don't recommend parlays very often. But if you like the Colts and uh, you like the Buccaneers, maybe in that division, and you say, you know what, I'm going to parlay those two to win yeah. the divisions, maybe you get a plus. You know, you will get a plus price, and uh, you throw a little bit on on it that way. I, like I say, I don't recommend. 
parlays coach. You don't either. I don't either. Uh, but occasionally for these division type things, when you when you think a team is, is strong and uh, re- really has the upper hand in the division, you can kind of find mix and match parlays uh, for division winners. So I take a little peek at that. But uh, you know, uh, I think we're all kind of in in the same camp as far as uh, the Colts over the total. Uh, yes. Moving on to. Uh, Friend of the show, uh, we got to get him on here on the podcast or this show sometime. Talk a little betting and all kinds of other good stuff. Uh, says Jaguars, uh, I I think this team showed some signs at the yeah. end of last year. They get they obviously get past that disastrous coaching situation with Urban Meyer. So I'm a, I'm high on this team. I, I don't I'm not six and a half tough, but I I think they'll be right around it. Uh, what say you? I'm I'm say this is for you. This is going to be my play in this. Division. I'm playing the Jags over their total. They have right. the uh, eighth easiest schedule. Job, you're smiling. You're laughing because you know that. Say, say, give me the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I know what's going to happen at the end of the year. They're not going to do <laughs> hey, what you're th- saying they're going to do. Hey, and you're going to get mad at it. And it then gets, I'll blame yeah, him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, says in for a long winter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why? Well, I'll say, why you talk me into this yeah. every year? It costs me money. <laughs> Yeah, well, he'll have video proof that it was you, your choice this time. So, Luke, what are you what are you thinking on the Jags? Um, I I'm a fan of Lawrence. I like uh, Etn will be back this year. Yes, I hear he's doing great yes. at training camp. Robin, I li- I like James Robinson though. I know he tore his yes. Achilles, but yep. I thought he was a great back. Yep. Uh, defense losing Miles Jack. Defense would be struggling, but I think they get the six and a half easily. To be honest, I love uh, Doug Peterson. Yeah. Uh, the head coach, Big I love him. Super Bowl so, winning yeah. coach. I mean, not every day you get to bring that in. So. Yeah, I think they get the six and a half easily, to be honest. Yeah, I, looking at their schedule, you know, you there was a lot of those hinge games, but I thought they they had a, an easy enough schedule uh, crossing over into other divisions that they, that they could get over. So I would be with you guys. If I had to play it, I'd probably play it over. Uh, I think it probably would be right around seven. But, you know, I thought the Jags were worth a shot maybe to take a, a, a little piece of the action on them to maybe finish second in that division. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to go heavy on that over say six and a half and if they get to seven wins i'm going to give you uh, a double uh double uh serving of my wife's cinnamon cake that you have for dessert and so he you, might shotgun a twisted tea with you too shotgun a twisted tea eat about 12 uh doggers wings and have three pieces of the cinnamon cake we're going to celebrate that sounds good that's making me hungry already boys <laughs> uh. All right, moving on. Oh, real quick, but back to the Jags. They are eight to one to win the uh, the South Division, sixty five to one to win the AFC, and one hundred thirty to win to win the the uh, Super Bowl. I don't know. You never know. Matt Ryan goes down. Uh, Nick Foles goes down. Maybe the Jags win it at eight to one, but that, that I, could be a shot. Yeah, Throw a couple you never bucks know. I, I I think if you can do those straight forecasts where you got Colts and then Jags, I think that's worth a look uh, yep. to finish second. All right, the last team, uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm way down on this team. I thought they were uh, smoking mirrors last year. Uh, had the number one seed. Uh, bad playoff performance by Tannehill. They're they're starting to face some pressure. Then they use AJ Brown. They got they got a lot of things going against them, but they do have Derrick Henry. Uh, win total sitting around nine. I'm leaning to the under on this. I don't think they'll be quite as good. Uh, what what are you guys thinking? Uh, I'm I don't think they're going to be as good either. Uh, Luke, you think uh, Derrick Henry's still an elite fantasy back? Oh, unbelievable! I think he's the best running back in the league. It's not a question right now. Okay, so you're you're heavy on him. You get the first pick in it in it for sure. Not even him way over Jonathan Taylor for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, and I like them too. If they can run the football, um, I don't know. I, I think at nine's going to be tough to reach though. I I don't know. I, I think, think it's right on the right on the money. 
They got a good defense and obviously a good running game, but yeah. I think I think they'll get nine exactly. I think they'll push. Yeah, no, I agree. I I wouldn't be overly optimistic about either side under or over. Uh, Rabel's a solid coach, but man, uh, Tannehill in that playoff game really. And I thought there's some questionable decisions. They had a chance to run the ball down close, and they threw it and it got picked off. And I again, and that you know, the Bengals kind of were fortunate in that game. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm not not huge on Tennessee, but they're they're quality, you know, quality roster and a, and a good coach. So they they. Could, they could definitely win the nine. Um, I, I would stay away. And people are saying Ryan Tannehill's a lame duck. You know, yeah, that yeah. He's, yep. You know, he he could be out by you know by next year or so. I I, I think I've never been a Ryan Tannehill fan. Uh, I like Malik, Malik Willis. Yes, though. yes. And yeah, I think that's could, what they're looking for. And, and you figure if they start out poorly or they have something go wrong, uh, you know, Willis could see time at the end yes. of the year if they're out of it. But uh, yep. I don't know. Overall, closing thoughts on this division, guys. I got to be honest; it wasn't. It's not one of my favorite divisions. No. I think that the teams are um, sort all of sleeper okay. division. Sleeper yeah, division, some, but. maybe some maybe some teams on the rise a little bit. But um, it'll be fun here when Say gets excited about his Jags. That'll be that'll be good. Him and Nick will battle. My and, play of this my play uh, of this division is uh, Henry to be the rushing leader. Love it, uh, and then uh, I think he'll break the rushing yards record this year. Wow, that's bold. Yes. All right, okay. I, I, I would say my my play if I absolutely had to. Might, I didn't really have anything. I would probably end up being uh, did the Tennessee Titans under, but I don't feel great about that. I I have no idea what my pick would be in this in this uh, division. I, I found it very very hard to uh, come up with pretty much anything. I kind of like Luke's pick now, but if he stays healthy, I think he's got a shot. He's yeah. like a one-man show. They got no A.J. Brown anymore. So, Coach, what's, what's your favorite? Jacksonville, Jackson, right? yep. over. All right. Well, uh, make sure that's documented. Joe will cut that one out and make sure Say sees that. But uh, anyway, guys, closing thoughts uh, on this week. Anything you're looking at betting-wise on the horizon? Uh, obviously, it's getting close to that exciting time of the year. Getting uh, that smell in the air that uh, me and <laughs> Bay yeah. and I always say, that particular smell. And once this humidity breaks, yes. oh, man, get the sweatshirts out, Job. Get the fire going. Get your bets in. Yeah. And get the beer cold. Yes. It's right around the corner. I can't wait. Uh, Luke, yep. any thoughts before we send off for the week? Nope. Just excited for football season. It's just something you look forward to every year, and I'm excited to get it started and uh, hang out at the Pine Room, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Well said by everybody there. Uh, just a few last-minute items here. Uh, be sure and uh, follow us on social media at the Pine Room Podcast. Uh, check us out. Uh everywhere youtube all, all the streaming services jub does a great job he gets these shows up quick uh they're, they're they're edited i mean he goes beyond imagination how much work he puts in so uh great job by him thanks to everybody who's been supporting us uh thanks to the watchdog for our uh, show this afternoon uh really excited about that uh catch us every monday 2 to 3 p.m eastern time uh, on the watchdog you can stream that anywhere so but if you're local uh you got the, the local station 1600 and what what do we get the fm station yet did we get that job he's looking it up right now he's Sorry. pulling it up here he comes yeah that is uh fm 91.98.1 that's wkkx and am 1600 and then for wvly that's fm 97.7 and am 137 i'll have these memorized eventually but it was only our first day so we, we, we <laughs> we're got trying a, we got a lot to think yes, about Matt. we got tons of stuff on our plate we got uh we got a big uh, high school football week coming up uh we're at scafidi's on wednesday for a live show we got schools coming in from uh the northern panhandle of west virginia and across the river in ohio obviously my bruins uh, yeah luke's bruins uh 38 and a half point dog in the game against park or 
opening line. Uh, we'll take another look at that before we post it. But uh, anyway, uh, fun stuff. Uh, we, we have that show on uh, Wednesday the 10th, which uh, I guess it'll be the day that you hear this. Uh, then the following week, uh, those of you that live locally may want to come out to Generations and check us out on the 17th. I don't know if we have a time yet for that one. Do we, Joe? Not yet. I don't think so. So stay tuned for that. Again, check our social. Check out the regular podcast. Uh, we tape it on uh, Tuesdays. It'll be out on Thursdays. Uh, this show out on Wednesday every week. Uh, WKKX Watchdog Show every Monday. Uh, the, check out the store. You can buy the Champ shirt. Get you can this buy shirt. this PRP shirt. You got lots of good stuff. Hats. Jub does all that stuff. That's uh, thepineroomshop.com. We, sure. we got anything new coming, Jub, on the, on the store? N- nothing uh yeah, nothing, nothing on the horizon right now until we start uh, digging into some new stuff coming up. But uh, just be always on the lookout, just in case something comes up. And cool. we take any suggestions from our listeners. Yeah, I yeah. actually, I think we said that on the main podcast. Anybody that has any ideas or if they want to see something in the store, Emails. whether that's just not even, not even logos, but just if you want to see, like I don't know, I was thinking about today on the ride up here. Uh, I was thinking about maybe putting a polo shirt out on or something. Yeah, something. I had that same thought this morning. Uh, I saw a, little, a guy on a betting show with a polo. I was like, yeah, put yeah, that maybe something a little more official that we could wear. Not official, but something we could wear. To, yeah, I don't know. If I we want, go like with your dad's shirt, PRP. On yeah, a, just something on a like on a church. little. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be yeah. taking We're father's make action. A, yeah. Sport coats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Better's, yeah. Better's last stand to Sunday Mass. Yeah, yes, <laughs> perfect. I love it. Uh, yeah, email us. If you got any thoughts, uh, contact at thepineroompodcast.com. Guys, it's been a blast as always. Yep. We had a good day today. Uh, tons of stuff going on. So keep your eyes peeled and uh, be sure to uh, check out us on social media for all the updates. Uh, this is Better's last stand yeah, episode right. four, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. See you. <laughs>